Welcome to Purposely Catholic. This program is a critical part of how we assist parents with children in living up to their call to be the primary catechists and teachers of the faith in their homes. Over the course of our time together, we'll hear from Father Len McMillan as we discuss matters of the faith central to every Catholic family. Thank you for joining us. Hello, my name is Father Len McMillan. I'm the pastor of at St. Pius here in Coeur d'Alene, and this is our Purposely Catholic. And this is our last show for this year. Um, and for parents, just want to educate you what your children are going to be learning, and that's really Catholic social teaching. But um, I want to make it really simple, at least for the parents. And the point, I'll start with the point of all this, is um, Jesus does a lot of teaching, right? But in Hebrew, uh, when Jesus, or sorry, in Jesus' thought, to go out and teach the world, that's what we're supposed to do. Except in the American mindset, that just means you know intellectually learning. In the Hebrew mindset, that means to learn and do. And the accent that I'm trying to make is that it doesn't matter how much of the catechism your kids know. They could be, have masters in theology. God could care less. What matters is that we put it into action, that our theology becomes a verb. And so in the Gospels, people go up to Jesus and say, um, they have great theology, but because they're not putting love or faith or hope into action, they're actually the enemies of God. Or at the last judgment, Jesus will say, not all those who cry out, Lord, Lord, will be saved. A lot of people do a lot of talking about Jesus, but never really put it into action. Or they'll be knocking on the door door of heaven saying, no, no, uh, you know us. We spoke about you. We talked about you all the time. And Christ will say, I tell you, we've never met. Because you only meet Christ if you put the teachings into action. And so making it as simple as possible, Catholic social teaching is that you have to put love and faith into action. And so starting off with the book of Genesis, um, it says that we're made in the image of God. Now that actually is a radical, political, social idea that all human beings are radically made in the image of God. Because think about thousands of years ago, the only ones who was the image of God was a king in the upper class. And everybody else existed to serve the king and the upper class. Imagine the Jewish thought that no, all human beings whether they belong to our religion or not, they're made in the image of God. That was unlike any other culture or religion. That everybody, every human life has incredible dignity. And we have to fight for that. Not just saying, well, God loves me. God loves everybody, so I protect all life. In the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Eden was known as a place of shalom. And unfortunately, people just translate shalom as meaning peace, and it does. But in the, once again, in American English, peace means my personal tranquility. In Hebrew, shalom actually would be better translated unity, of complete unity between human beings, complete unity between us and God, complete unity within ourselves, and complete unity with uh, creation. So shalom is unity, and the church exists to work back, to bring back the solidarity and the unity of the Garden of Eden. 
We're to be workers of peace, shalom, bringing about unity among the human race. So um, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is when we all guard and protect each other's dignity, not just my people or my class. That I'm in charge of everybody. Or the first sin, or, well, the second sin, when Cain says, well, am I my brother's keeper? And the answer is yes. That's the beginning of justice. I am in charge of other people. Um, and when he says that, God says to him, I heard the sa'ak of your brother's blood cry out. Now, that's one of my top 10 favorite Hebrew words is sa'ak, because it will keep coming up again and again. It's S-A-S-A-A-Q, sa'ak. God always hears sa'ak, the cry of the poor, the cry of the victim. Um, and God wants to teach us how to listen to sa'ak. And if you hear it, to hear sa'ak, you're gut is wrenched up and I have to take care of you. So just a little bit of a story. This happened last week. Um, after mass, seven o'clock mass, I am exhausted. I'm just trying to, trying to attempt to be friendly to people and go to bed. And I'm greeting people, which I really actually enjoy, but don't want long conversations. But I see this kid crying on the, um, uh, sidewalk a little distance away and i'm busy kind of greeting so but my first thought is oh he got in trouble but no parent is coming around no car is waiting it's dark it's cold nobody's there and i'm greeting people so i'm secretly thinking i hope some kind grandmother notices that and walks over because something's wrong there well actually one of our parishioners does and I see he takes off his jacket and gives the jacket to the kid, which is a big signal that, oh no, this is, this is something's wrong. If this kid's cold and he's giving him his jacket and taking it inside. So after I kind of rush through greeting people, I try and figure out what's going on. And the guy says, well, he says he's been homeless for, I forget, two or three days. And he's been sleeping in our shed in back. And he's a runaway and he's in fourth grade. So he's like 10 years old. And, you know, it's one thing to be lost. It's another to be lost and nobody's looking for you. And he's hungry and he's thirsty. And so we pull out food from the refrigerator, give him food. I call the police because, you know, um, you have to find a home. And the kid is a little on the spectrum. So that's kind of important. Um, He doesn't know his last name. He just knows he's in some sort of foster home and he hates it. The other kids are mean to him and he wants to run away. And here's the one thing he knows. Nobody loves him. The other kids don't love him. Nobody loves him. So why stick around? And the only thing he loves is doing math. Um, And all I could think is, wow, my God, that's, it's one thing to have a hard life. It's another at when you're in fourth grade to realize nobody loves me and nobody misses me. And how that relates to Sa'ak is, and I don't want to be cruel, but I was a little disappointed in my own parishioners that only one guy noticed the kid crying in the cold and the dark. And I get everybody's, even I am exhausted and just want to go home. But when God says, no, you have to hear the Sa'ak of the poor, you have to train yourself. Or when God saves the Hebrew when they're slaves, God says, I heard your prayer. I heard your sa'ak. And if this religion, this marriage between you and I are going to work out, you're going to have to hear the sa'ak of other people. 
That's what we as Catholics mean by justice. And religion starts with hearing sa'ak, seeing sa'ak. Um, religion starts, monotheism, begins with Abraham. Abraham, uh, he's sitting at the door of his tent at the hottest time of the day, and he sees three strangers walk by. Now, hottest time of the day in the desert means they'll die without water. And Abraham, the chief of his clan, he's the most important, he goes running over to the strangers and calls them my lords, which he shouldn't have. They're not of his clan or people. He owes them nothing, but they're strangers. And he bows down to him and says, please come inside. Please just come inside. Let me get you a little water. Let me wash your feet, which by the way, Jesus is going to wash the feet of others. Abraham plays the role of a servant and his wife bakes him three measures of flour, which is 50 pounds of bread for three strangers. He kills a whole cow for him. And so think about this. The beginning of monotheism, the beginning of worship, starts with this cry to see other people's life in danger. Justice, or working for justice and religion and faith, it all begun, begins at the same moment. That monotheism, Abraham is the father of our faith, starts with seeing the stranger. And the first time the word justice is used, mishpat, in the Bible, it's at the beginning of religion with Abraham. So religion and justice are always connected. So for Jews, um, Jews and Catholics, we pray using a meal, but the meal is supposed to wake us up to other people so we can hear their sa'ak. Um, now, um, uh, this is, to me, kind of interesting. There's parts of the Bible when God says, if you don't hear the sa'ak, I won't hear your sa'ak. If you can't care for other people, don't expect me to answer your prayers. If do this, some injustice or cruelty, then I won't hear you when you cry out. And so um, religion is connected not just with belief and catechism, but actually a verb of putting love and justice and faith into action. And so even after the Ten Commandments, God gives all these little tiny rules and regulations on how to stay free. Um, and it says that God has this universal love for all, but then after the Ten Commandments, it also says, but he has a prefer preferential love for the poor. And so God places, loves everyone, but places the poor first. And so God measures our faith on how we treat the oppressed and the poor, not how much we can memorize the catechism. So like, I, parents, I really hope your kids learn some of the catechism this year. I really do. Learn their faith a little bit better. But it's all worthless unless they can't put it into action. Um, when you're reading the Bible and it mentions uh, either ordinances or uh, things like that, it really means justice. That's what ordinances are. Um, and the people still didn't listen. And so in the Bible, God sends them prophets to remember, no, religion is tied with justice. And your kids and everybody else in the Catholic Church who's been baptized was anointed after your baptism to be a prophet, to speak out for justice, to hear the stranger. And so when Jesus starts his ministry, or I should say his first homily, um, he pro claims good news for the poor. And he quotes the prophets. Um, 
he's going to be the source of justice for others. So if we claim to be his disciples and followers, then we too are anointed to bring justice into the world. He tells a good, a good Samaritan story. You know, the, the priest and the Levite, which is, you know, the priest and the liturgist and the scripture scholar, they can quote that, but they ignore the stranger who needs help. They're not even moved. They walk to the other side of the t- street. And so big part of Jesus' teaching is, no, you put his teachings into action. And that's measured by how much we care for others. So like we already know what we're going to be tested on in the end of our life. <laughs> in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, Jesus gives it away. When I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was um, thirsty, did you give me drink? When I was mocked, did you defend me? So we already know that we'll be judged by, um, really, did we practice justice? Did we practice love for other people? Um, and I love where Christ says, not every, all those who cry out, Lord, Lord, will be saved. So Christ will judge us, but really what he says is the Son of Man will judge us. And that Son of Man, I know that sounds strange. I love that. The image of the Son of Man is Christ. But the Son of Man is, in one sense, everyone. So at the final judgment, if you're standing there, it's like all the abused and the hurt and the rejected in the world are standing behind Christ. And he says, hey, does anybody recognize this person? They should be able to recognize you. That's what the Son of Man is. Or when Jesus says, the poor you'll always have with you, it's not that we can't conquer poverty. It's just that the poor and the broken, the hurt, who's going to help them? Who's going to be there for them? It's going to be us, the followers of Christ. Um, and it really always was that way. Not just the guy who gave the abandoned kid his jacket, but even early Christianity. Um, Christians were noted for caring for others. That's what shocked the early church. Um, this sounds kind of strange, but in the Roman Empire, the ratio of women to men were way off. Um, there are far more men than women. And the reason why is that Romans would often expose their infant daughters because what good is a daughter? And Christians would take these exposed children, either because they're women or handicapped, and they would adopt them. So there's a lot of female infanticide, but um, we're the ones who protected life. Everyone's made in the image of God, so we protected everybody's life. Um, so religion. Is con- even the early church was noted for this sense of justice. Or, um, I-, I love this, really, we weren't concerned about power. The Emperor Julian wanted to, had started this persecution against the Catholic Church. And he writes to his friend where he says, um, uh, the Christians are different, that they take care of the poor. They take care of the poor who aren't even part of their group. Um, And he's shocked by this. And he says, why is it that pagans, we pagans, never take care of the poor? Because Christianity is making all these converts because they care for everybody. And then even when there's a plague, Christians would head up into the city and take care of those who are dying. They would take care of their neighbors, not because they're Christians, not their neighbors were Christians, but because they were Christians. So um, my point being is that... um, Catholic social teaching, I want to make it as simple as possible. It's really easy. It's practicing love. 
it's hearing sa'ach, the cry of other people. Now, I do believe this is true. God says it takes training to learn how to notice and hear sa'ach, to hear when other people are hurting. Um, every Sunday we make this commitment to be this force of justice in the world, this force that unites humanity together to guard the image of uh, God in the world, to care for other people. So social Catholic teaching <laughs> is actually quite simple. It really comes down to not talking about love and justice, but actually caring for other people. So uh, that's the basics. Please teach your children this. And God bless, and I'll see you next year. 